Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quinton Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for the Team Pack Podcast. This is Quinn, and I'm with J-Mac. Hey, guys. Back in May of 2021, we had National Convention where the theme was addressing this concept of becoming, to live as Christ. And on the second full day of the event, we talked about the head, and we asked this question, how do I love the Lord with my mind? Um, Now, in, in your personal life. I know that you really enjoy education. You, um, you're a big learner. You love to self-teach. You love, um, taking college classes. Well, do you love taking college <laughs> love classes? Love is such a strong <laughs> word. There, you love Quinn. the learning that comes from, I do, I do really enjoy the classes. learning, Absolutely. the learning aspect of things. Yes, you're correct. So, um, talk to me for a little bit about, um, the importance of, growing your mind, Mm -hmm. of engaging your mind in learning new things and ultimately doing that in the path of obedience to God, of loving the Lord with our mind? Mm -hmm. Great question. Well, I think that learning is a huge part of our daily lives. We're always learning. We're always, and there's information always coming at us from every direction. um, And it's really important to, yeah, be be really intentional with how we are learning, what we are learning and what we are engaging. I kind of think of it um, in that intentionality, kind of like going to the gym, but with your mind, as it were. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, which would be everyone except us, because we're the (laughs) only ones in this little podcast studio closet Uh thingy right now. Uh, Quinn and I just did some planks for a minute there. Uh, yes, we did. Almost exactly a minute. <laughs> I don't know if this was Quinn's like pre-podcast pump up or yeah, whatever. that's exactly what it was. Okay, you and I pump up very differently. <laughs> and now I'm really sore, I'll be honest. Next time I we'll do done... jumping jacks or something. No, I hate cardio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all that to say... You have to engage something there, Um, and that's really important. You have to engage your muscles, and you're going to be sore afterwards. It's going to hurt, but there's a conditioning, and there's there's a point. There's a purpose to it. So um, the idea of learning is the idea of filling your mind with certain things, the idea of being able to change and adapt your brain um, to certain ideas. So, yeah, you mentioned I love learning about – Um, All sorts of things. For those of you who don't know, I am an Enneagram 5, and we always like to know and research and learn things. Um, So that's kind of at the core of my being is is figuring out the whys and figuring out outcomes. And I do really love that process of learning. Um, However, as Christians, we have a responsibility to know and to learn the things and to train our minds on the things of Christ. And and. Scripture even talks about, you know, renewing your mind, and that's an actionable step. Like mm. you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind, um, and that that's actually something that we can capitalize on and do something about. And do Meaning, something we we with. participate in that, right? It's not a passive like, yeah. boom, snap the fingers, your mind is changed. But it mm-hmm. is yes, an active participation. 
Um, and I mean, science points to this even uh, even in the idea of, have you heard of neuroplasticity? No. <laughs> <laughs> Plasticity? Plasticity. Yeah, people are probably uh, going to come at me for not pronouncing it right. Go for it. Um, but it's this idea of being able to train your brain. The idea of being able to have the ability um, to train your brain through uh, your your thoughts, and as, it's as a result of experience. And so experience mm. could mean what you're thinking about, what you have physically experienced, and what have you. And that that's actually how we learn things. We're training our brain to adapt to that. And I think that is so cool because that points to this really hopeful element of being able to train our things to the mind of Christ. I think that sometimes we get bogged down in this idea of that it's so hard and it is hard and there is work like renewing your mind is not easy, but it is important to set your mind on the things of Christ and and have that be the lens through which you filter things. And there's hope in this idea um, that you can train. You're not stuck where you're at if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been learning and reading about the idea of neuroplasticity and just (laughs) what that means. Um, But I think that's a really neat idea, especially when you do apply it to, we can be intentional with how we are learning about the Lord, with how we are training our mind and setting our mind on things above. Yeah. I am drawn to the classic case that many of our listeners are familiar with when a teen pack student first comes to class and uh, government in general being at the Capitol or, um, you know, having to read a bill in front of the student body for the first time. Some of those things are so overwhelming. The anxiety is just, mm-hmm. um, it's so high and everyone's freaked out. And all the stories of staffers and interns over the years, you know, describe how my mom, you know, drug me kicking and screaming to my first class. I didn't want to go, you know, that whole thing. Was that your story, Quinn? Um, Actually, kind of. My older siblings, I have four older siblings who all did Teen Pact and they loved it. They were involved. They staffed. Mm-hmm. A couple of them interned. Um, And yet I, I had no motivation to go Um, and I was freaked out. I was 14 when I went Um, and Honestly, by the end of the week, I loved Teen Pact. I mean, that's probably yes. no surprise to somebody who knows that I now work for the ministry. But um, yeah, it was it was a game changer. But but here's here's my thought about that. Coming into class, you're telling yourself one thing. You, you know, you're you're limited to your experience, to what you know or what you expect or whatever. But then once you go through this experience and once you're 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 trained in these areas, whether that's um, understanding some of the things about the political process, you know, here's how the three branches of government work and here's how a bill becomes a law. And, um, you know, even running for student elections at a teen pack class like that's such a tangible way of learning the voting process and, and how elections work and so forth. You come to the end of the week and you're like, yeah. I could influence my local government. I could be involved in my community. I could be a leader that speaks in the front of my youth group. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a mind blowing thing because it's like before that experience, uh, you had no category for that. You believed something completely different about that. You didn't think you had capacity for that. Mm-hmm. And then Team Pack comes in and says, actually, God's given you an incredible capacity as a young person. Let's, let's, 
uh, kind of tap that potential. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts with our minds in some ways. Like it, it mm-hmm. you actually have to have new information, new knowledge, new experience. Yeah. And then you, you know, your horizons kind of expand and your capacity is, is discovered. Yeah. So that the whole concept of thoughts and new thoughts, that's so fascinating to me. I have been following a I guess she's called a thought coach or maybe just yeah, life coach. I, that is something I've actually heard of. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, next, we're just going to look for terms that Quinn has not heard. Yeah, of. Is How this, do you feel about are, are, theological rationalism and Edeism? No, oh never my mind. Gosh. We're not talking about that. Um, but no, so I have been following this life coach and chatting with her a couple of times. And she's all about thought all about um, how your brain is working, how your how your brain is thinking. Um, and she's a Christian, so, like, it's all from a biblical perspective and foundation. She's not just, like, you know, however you feel and spirits and what right. have you. Like, there, there's a solid foundation there rooted in truth, um, which, you know, that makes me <laughs> have a little more confidence totally. in, in trust in what she's saying. No, we're, we're coming a lot more from confidence. the same oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in what we're saying and where we're coming from in our starting point. Um, but she's been talking a lot about how your brain works. And there's this element, um, this aspect called the lower brain. Um, and that is kind of the part of your brain that can oftentimes feed you those thoughts Um uh, that you know you might experience walking into, like you were saying, your first four-day class or a new experience or something you're afraid of or whatnot. Unfortunately, our brains are just wired to look for the negative oftentimes. Hmm. Um, just left left on its own, unconditioned, we're left to look um, for, for the negative. That seems like a biblical concept of, uh, how (laughs) sin affects uh, our minds. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And it's crazy, but you know, the, the Bible says like what we're talking about, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Like it makes perfect sense that sin, that the enemy would attack those very things. And I think you see that played out in things like your brain looking for, ways to confirm your own worst fears Mm. um, and, and relying on experience and how you feel versus what the truth of the matter might actually be. And it is really, really hard to train your brain into new patterns of thinking, into new thoughts. And so you take that concept of walking into a state class, say, and, and you don't know what you don't know yet and you're terrified and, you know, you can't do it and your palms are sweating when you're trying to read your bill and your hands are shaking and you're up in front of everyone. It's like, oh, I can't even do this. Um, and by the end of the week, you've realized something new, like that you do have the ability to, you know, X, Y, Z as, as we train in the program. And, but that's because we've been putting this new thought there. Hmm. But it takes intentionality in thinking those new thoughts. Our brain loves to default to the easy thought. And the easy thought or the indulgent thought is often, it's whatever our mind keeps coming back to. And that's naturally going to be kind of the negatives Hmm. in all honesty um, without that proper training. And, And so to tack onto that thought, I would say... You know, you're talking about your experience, four-day class, what you're thinking. Experience is a very poor teacher. Our experience often doesn't line up 
with what is true. And I mean that in a very broad sense um, in how we experience life and thought um, and thinking of that in light of scripture, in light of God, in light of the gospel, in light of who he is. Experience is a very poor teacher. And you can't walk into situations thinking, okay, what has my experience taught me about this? My experience has taught me, yeah, I'm not great at public speaking. And I have this fear that has always been with me or this this thing. And so experience will feed you these things. And your brain likes to think them because they're easy thoughts to think. But the truth is you have access to something greater. The truth is, I know who my God is. I know that he is good. I know that he is ever faithful. He is true and cannot lie. And he never changes. And that I can walk confidently in who I am in Christ. And and so you almost have to engage a battle within the mind mm -hmm. when those negative thoughts are arising where your your mind is reverting to these you know negative feelings neg or negative thoughts and and mm -hmm. saying you know you're not this this or this and you're having to say okay but this is what i know is true and then kind of look at those two together mm -hmm. and say all right which one am i going to believe like exactly. there there's a battle here i i think that's really good i i was thinking about how um you know in in culture or maybe in humanity uh, just as a whole um there's kind of two ways to err in terms of thinking about yourself there's the inflated view um of self which you know is is going to be very arrogant and proud and um and i probably am more <laughs> more in that area in terms of um like when you're saying oh like i've had past experiences of you know you know, not feeling like I'm a good public speaker. Like, uh, you know, my mind will, will like, tell I am me that. The best. No, and, and that's kind of, but that's totally where I'm at. I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm sure. just like, no, I got this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Um, so there's kind of that side where it's like the overinflated view, but then you have sure. like the deflated view yeah. of self, which is like, you, you see this in like self-deprecating humor. You see it in like mm -hmm. people who, um, struggle with, um, you know, uh, you know, body image, Mm -hmm. issues. And, and I think many of us actually struggle with that, whether we talk to other people about it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and either one of those, I don't think is God's view of us, mm -hmm. right? Like, like we're, it's not that we're the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. And it's also that, you know, we, we have no redemptive value because we're just always a mess up and a failure and a, you know, and not pretty and not, you know, all these things. And so I think you have to, you do have to fight against those things because those are, um, those are where your mind wants to go. It sounds mm -hmm. like, you know, with this mm -hmm. neuro, um, neuroplasticity, yeah, brain and, plasticity, and, and, if you will. And honestly, it sounds like, um, the value of learning from authors and pastors and counselors and thought coaches, like mm -hmm. that's such an important uh, muscle to engage mm -hmm. because if you're not looking to someone to guide you in those things mm -hmm. then you're just going to continue to revert to that really negative well, unhealthy yeah. view of of self and of the world and and that's a key thing that you just said unhealthy like 
when you are unhealthy, when you don't say, you know, you break your arm or whatever, you don't just, you know, pray about it and you're going to get better, think better thoughts. Like that's, that's not how that works. Mm. You go to a professional, right? You go to someone to say, I need something outside of myself. I, and you don't know what you don't know. Right. So ultimately, yes, we know that God is, is sovereign. He reigns. He's above all. And we can go to him for anything and in anything. And, and he does set up people to help with those things. And, you know, the teachers, the pastors, the, um, healthcare professionals, the, um, counseling counselors and, and therapists and things like that. Like he sets those up for a reason and and there's no shame in going to those and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck. (laughs) I do have those, those thoughts. And there is a battle in my mind. I've even recently reached a point where it's like, you know, I know what is true and I know what I'm feeling and what I'm tempted to think. And I know that they are at odds with one another. Mm. Um, And there is a fighting, there is a wrestling to continually set your mind on the things of Christ to continually replace those lies or those negative thoughts or those, those thoughts that are coming in that aren't true. We need to replace those with what is true, but there is, there's no shame. And I would say there is a huge strength in seeking out people to help you with that. Yeah. Um, like the teachers, the counselors, the the people who have gone before and the people who have experience because yep. that is definitely a tool that the Lord uses. They, this isn't the sort of thing where I think sometimes we get this idea of let's pull ourselves up by the spiritual bootstraps, you know, just mm. just think better thoughts. Right. Um, that is a lot easier said than done. There's a certain element of choice. Like you do have to choose to replace the negative thoughts that you're thinking um, and choose to set your mind on the things of Christ. But 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 you also need to sometimes have a guide. Right. Like you need to have somebody helping you engage with that and helping kind of a somebody you trust, somebody who can speak into that and see, okay, this is what you're dealing with. This mm-hmm. is what we know to be true. How does that connect? My my pastors talked a lot about bridging, like creating a bridge mm-hmm. between your experience and what you're telling yourself mm-hmm. in your mind mm-hmm. and what is actually true and what God has revealed. And and somehow we need to create a bridge there. And I think that bridge exists. Yes. The bridge, it can be walked across. It, it, it's I think I think Jesus bought that at the price of his own blood. But I think that a guide, like an actual person, mm-hmm. an author, a counselor, like those people have been placed in our lives to help us get there, to help walk us across that bridge from the land of, you know, unbelief to the mm-hmm. land of faith. And as, a, as I think about it, so here, here's a thought. This idea of having a guide, choosing your guide, mm-hmm. uh, I think you need to choose your guide wisely. Oh, yes. Uh, I think there's, I mean, there's a million books out there. There's um, there's all sorts of different kinds of, you know, uh, neuroscience and, and mm-hmm. counseling and therapy and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but here here's a thought. I think sometimes um, we actually revert to... Um, not choosing our guides intentionally, but mm-hmm. just um, 
kind of almost allowing other things to be our guides, like without even realizing it. So take, for example, um, binge watching TV shows. What's, what's your favorite show to binge watch? Netflix? Oh my gosh. Anything? Uh, I'm not a big shows Really? Girl. Everyone's yeah. a big shows girl I, or guy. <laughs> no, no, not everyone is a big shows girl, Quinn. Uh, no, because every time I get on Netflix or whatever, like my family is yeah. also using okay. it because yeah. there's so many of us who so it always pops yep, up totally. a little, no, your screen is already yep. in use. And I'm like, so oh, when I uh, finished college, um, it was in our first year of marriage, uh, Kelsey and me. And, um, I had two semesters off before I started grad school. Okay. See, that's, um, that's the thing right there. I am still in school. That's why okay, I have no, no, no. Okay. But so, and I think this is what connects it is I spent more time watching TV during those two, uh, semesters than any other period in my life mm-hmm. bar none. Um, and I realized that the capacity that I had for engaging my mind had been given to something good in the way of education, in the way of business classes and college studies and whatever. And then there was kind of a void. There was a yeah. capacity was that was not being filled. And so I just like, my mind was drawn to entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I would sit and, you know, and, and binge watch TV. My wife was uh, working, you know, a late shift. Uh, and so I'd come home and there'd be you know, four or five hours before she'd be home. And so I just watched a couple TV shows and, you know, maybe watch a movie. And I mean, in high school, like I'm thinking about, you know, I, I spent hundreds of dollars, you know, in high school buying different DVDs, which are totally outdated now. Um, but like, I loved movies. Um, but like, you think about it, like whether it's the, the number of TV shows that, uh, people can quote, you know, line for line, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of, Me with uh, hot rod. Mo- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the movies, the music, um, essentially these are our guides. Mm-hmm. These are our teachers. Um, you know, the, the folks over at worldview Academy do a really good job of identifying that culture is communicating to you. Like, like we are being fed a certain view of the world, um, by the things that we we are entertained by. And so we ought to consider that and consider what view of the world this particular thing is is coming at us from. And I think I think that's really important. I, I think about um have you ever been in like a YouTube vortex? Are you familiar with that term? <laughs> vortex like I'm like thinking the, sucks you in. Yeah, like the like sp- spinning I'm a thing in space. Of like it, a tornado situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's like a collapsing star or something, but like <laughs> But the, but that imagery of being sucked into something out mm-hmm. in outer space, right? So there's this concept of like a YouTube vortex where, you know, you get on YouTube, you don't really know what you're looking for. Maybe you do. You watch one video and then there's like a suggestion in the side panel for some other videos and you tap that and then you just tap the next one and the next one and the next one and you kind of just... how you're looking at llamas. Yeah, exactly. And it's hilarious, and... but you're like, what, where did my hours go? Where did my days go? What happened to my life? <laughs> Um, but here's my point. I think that our our mind is going to, you know, attach to something. It's going to think about something. Yeah. Uh, and so what are you going to feed it? What are you going to give it so that it is, um, you know, being mm-hmm. 
you know, are we putting our mind on a path of obedience to the Lord and, and loving the Lord with our mind and how we think and what we think about? Or are we putting these other things in front of our minds? I mean, think about the number of You've seen the stats on how how much uh, young people spend time on their phones, especially on 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 uh, social media. Oh, I get my own screen time. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not um, we're not perfect in this, right? I'm aware. <laughs> um, think about the things you're putting into your mind. Think about the hours that are put in front of a screen compared to the hours, let's say, that are spent reading the Bible, listening to a sermon talking to another Christian about things going on in their life or your life. Like when you think about a day, a 24 hour period, how much time you're sleeping, eating, etc. compare the amount of time that you're putting some other view of God, view of self, view of the world in front of you, in your mind, feeding your mind certain things compared to God's view of himself and of you and of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think I mean, that's kind of sobering, right? Like we, we need Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, you you wake up and you roll over and suddenly you're scrolling on Instagram or whatever. And maybe, yeah, you have the Bible app widget on there. So you've like read one portion, one verse of scripture. And so you've got your like Bible hit for the first part of your morning. And then you are on Instagram and then maybe you're listening to music or watching a show. You're getting ready. You're going to work. And then on the way you're listening to a podcast. Maybe it's a really good t- like team pack podcast and then Ew. you're listening to music at work and then afterwards maybe you're going to a movie and then um, you're having conversations and yeah you're talking about the lord and you go to bible study small group and then you go back home and you're watching another movie or, or what have you and it's so you're right it's sobering like if you were to take up all the like measure all the time that you spend intentionally yeah. thinking about the lord that's that's not that much for me to be honest all the time. And, but that's, that's a choice and that's a decision. And that's where it does come down to, okay, what am I setting my affections on? And the Bible even speaks to this, um, out of the meditation of your heart, the mouth speaks. I think that's a really good gauge for where you are at currently with what you are setting your mind on. Look at your speech, look at, what you are talking about. Look at what you are thinking about. Look at mm-hmm. what your mind is is naturally drawn to you. Because, yes, we, like we talked about in the beginning, like your mind is kind of naturally drawn to maybe those more negative thoughts or those easy, um, indulgent thoughts that, that aren't necessarily true. But there's a conditioning, right? And, and the Bible does, we're talking about like renewing your mind and the Bible does talk about that. And so with that conditioning, with that renewing, with that uh, working with neuroplasticity, <laughs> um, you do you do find that those things will fall in line. So I would say, look, look at your speech, look mm-hmm. at those things. That is a totally. very good metric. Well, and I don't think that, um, I don't think what we're suggesting here is that you should... 24 7 be reading your bible 24 7 be at bible study 24 Mm -hmm. 7 be praying 24 7 be x y or z but i do think that you know two things one you're saying consider the outcome of what's happened like what Mm -hmm. what your mind is driving you toward like there are certain things you can look at and say okay this is reflecting what i'm thinking about and what i value and all that kind of stuff i think the other part is there's a daily need 
for renewal. Mm. There is a daily need to be washed clean um, and to reset and restart and reorient. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's Paul David Tripp talks about this 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 word this phrase called spiritual amnesia. I think I've referenced it on the podcast before, but but it's this idea that like we forget, like we forget yeah. um, our we forget our our primary purpose here. We forget you know, why we're supposed to wake up in the morning and serve our family or serve our roommate or, or work hard in excellence for our business or whatever those things are, serving our church, et cetera. We, we forget these things. We forget that our, our mind is going to just immediately be drawn to social media when we wake up. And so we don't stop it, mm-hmm. but we need to stop it. We need to, like, our first thoughts should be given to the Lord. I think, honestly, like, maybe it means... No phone time for the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of the day. Like just, you know, like allow the Lord um, to have those those moments of renewing your mind and going to his word. Maybe it's reading a psalm or a proverb and just letting the word of God reorient you to who he is, what he's called you to in Christ and what he's enabling you to to be and do today. Like I think, I think as we as we think about how we love the Lord with our mind, I think there's a sense of daily renewal that yeah. we really need to have in place here. I love that thought of daily renewal. I was talking about that just yesterday, actually, with a friend of mine. This just, I so easily forget what is true and so easily can slip back into what. I think and what I feel and maybe that doesn't totally line up but it it lines up with my experience and that's not to say your experience or your feelings aren't real those are very very real they aren't always true Mm, yeah and that's where that renewal comes in I was telling my friend like I have listened to the same three podcasts every day for the past month or so um, because there are some very foundational truths like I'm talking not not just the same like podcast series but like the same episode over and over oh, interesting and over. okay um because I need to keep hearing those truths and because and it's not that we don't know truth it's not that I haven't hidden God's word in my heart it's not that it's anything that I've not heard before obviously I've, I've heard it about 30 times thus far sometimes sure. I need to listen to it twice a day but it is that renewal. It's that redirecting your thoughts. It's that this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'm experiencing. And then saying, but God, yeah, but I, truth. I think we often want to move on and graduate to the next level. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to listen to that same sermon or podcast again, but it's like, honestly, whether it's listening to it a few weeks later or a year later or whatever, mm-hmm. God has more work to do in that area. And so continuing to invite him in to renew your mind, I think is so important. As we wrap up, um, I think I just want to encourage people to consider who you have as your guide right now. Like um, consider what books you're reading, what podcasts you're listening to, what music you're listening to, what movies you're watching, uh, the the conversations that you're having, the topics um, that you engage with in your conversation what is your mind being fed by? I think we need to consider well who is guiding our mind. And then ultimately, you know, scripture talks about 
taking every thought captive to obey Christ. And I think that more than anything, um, I think how we love the Lord with our mind is that we love him first and that we take every thought captive to love him, to love him, to follow him, to trust him, to obey him. And so as we uh, continue in this series talking about becoming, uh, we hope that you guys will continue to give us feedback uh, on the Teen Pack podcast about um, about these topics and about the things that we're discussing. Um, you can leave a comment or you can uh, email us at communications at teenpack.com and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Teen Pact podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teenpack.com or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes. 